From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 309. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's, Pen Chalet, and Joe Perra Talks With You. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. You've, you've come back to me. I'm mad at you, though. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm back to you, but mm-hmm. I'm upset. That's okay. You want to know why? Yes. I've been planning for months for this trip to your wedding, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't had it this weekend. And I didn't hear about it until I saw it on TV. I was in Houston, Texas, and I flip on the TV, and there, and they're like, you the biggest wedding in London me. this summer. And it's like, oh, you, I missed it. <laughs> what did you do to me? <laughs> I've been oh, planning man. and planning and planning. And I was and crying my eyes out this weekend watching that. Were you? Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> it, was, was, it was pretty awesome. It was like just this mix of like national pride and like. Mm-hmm. I was so happy for them, and I loved seeing the like modernization of some of our stuff, and obviously, mm-hmm. like seeing a wedding right now whilst I'm in the midst of wedding planning is like mm-hmm. that. That just got to me too because I started thinking about our wedding, and yeah. But <laughs> I, I absolutely adored the royal wedding this past weekend. It was it was a great yeah. way to spend the day. We had scones and tea and all that kind of stuff. It was wonderful. Yeah, just made a day of it. But I I, I was on a trip. I I, I saw. The royal wedding in a hotel room in Houston, where I was out visiting Dromgul's, the wonderful Dromgul's fine writing and fountain pen and stationery and all things awesomeness store, and um, it was a, it was a wonderful trip. We talked about me packing for it last week, and this week we'll do a little bit of a, a recap of the trip itself. Right. So it was uh, it was kind of amazing. Like I didn't. I'd never been on a trip where I was just solely focused on like the store. So mm-hmm. I've gone to pin shows before, you know, like in Little Rock, and then I'll go spend time at Van S. Pins. But, you know, there's a pin show going on and we have lots of things to do. And we're going back and forth. This one was just like hanging out at the at Drumgool. So Thursday I flew in and I went straight from the airport right into the into the shop, luggage and all. And uh Got to, you know, meet everybody that I hadn't meeten, that, that hadn't met, that uh, worked at the store and got to tour the store. And I did a Instagram live, did a shop tour. Um, it's a huge place. They have everything under the sun. And um, also on that day, the, the Montegrappa CEO, Giuseppe Aguila, Aquila was there showing off some new stuff. There's going to be some pictures I'll be able to share <laughs> whenever they launch this pin. And I'd already gotten pre texts from people who saw it in new york this is not a pen that can be um shown what is yet or pen? discussed I, I i can't tell you oh. under penalty of death there's just a montegrappa pen coming so montegrappa made the chaos pen right you're, 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 you're tying this together now so there's a new release <laughs> let me just say this is not on the chaos pens level this is on the it's this is an awesome one. Like okay. I am, okay. I am okay. genuinely impressed. So my expectation you, is an a, a kind of a, a cool pen for an obscene price would be my expectation of what you're talking about. Well, it's an obscene pen too, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, it's kind of crazy. So a bunch of people, if you went to any of Monta Grappa's uh, events in the U.S., like in New York City, like a bunch of people were there. They got to see this pen, and they were texting me afterwards, saying, "You know, I can't say." what I saw, but when you see it, you'll know, and I want to know what you think. So that's kind of how the conversations were going. So we'll get, as soon as it's released publicly, which um, a, a magazine has like the rights to show it first, so we can't show wow. it. But <laughs> so we're going to, but I have a bunch of pictures sitting here on my camera roll. It's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Like it's, it's crazy in the chaos kind of way. But in a much more awesome, more fashion, if you will. Okay. So, uh, anyway, so uh, Montegrappa was there. I got to interview Giuseppe. He showed off a bunch of pins, including that one. He showed off a bunch of new pins. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple pictures on my Instagram feed. Uh, the Elena Stase pin, and uh, one of my pictures is a fantastic, fantastic looking pin. I hope y'all y'all saw that one. It was the I'll call it the Jeff Brook Wiki uh, memorial pin. So it's it's fascinating. So. <laughs> What happened to Jeff? <laughs> well, you just have to go watch the little clip I put on Instagram if you haven't seen it yet. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Instagram so, is I'll loading keep... in my browser, so I've got mm-hmm. that going for me so, right now. So you go, you go look at that, and I'll keep talking. But 
So Thursday, I really just wanted to get a feel for the store, um, see how they operate, see what the store is all about. I got to meet a bunch of their customers and not to totally like jump to the to the conclusion of this, but the way the cu- customers would specifically pull me aside, like a lot of them knew who I were, so they'd say, you know, they'd introduce themselves and they would explain to me how important this store is to them. Like, you know, unprovoked. No one's putting them up to this to like pull me aside and say, do you know how lucky we are to have this store? Do you know how lucky we are to have this family running this store um, in our area? So, you know, we love being here. We come hang out here all the time. You know, we buy our, our pens and paper and all of our stuff here from Drum Ghouls in Houston. And they have like a really great relationship with the store and with the owners and with the family that runs it. So that was like a recurring theme throughout the entire weekend where people would literally just pull me aside and say, isn't this great? And we're so lucky. And they really are lucky. Like not everyone gets to experience something like this in their town. And actually very few people get to experience this in their town. Um, It's literally a pen show every day because they have every brand you can imagine. I mean, I don't know if you could name something that they didn't carry, you know, the, um, everything from, they have a Mont Blanc boutique, essentially, right when you walk in the front door, they have everything from the high end to the low end, you know, Caveco, Lamy, Faber-Castell, all the way up to, you know, the Namikis and Crone pens and, you know, David Oscarson and, you know, they bring in people to do store visits like Montegrappa was there on Thursday. Like that was the original impetus way back early in the year to get me there when mm-hmm. uh, Giuseppe was going to be there. And so I talked to them at the Arkansas Pen Show and they said, well, if you're going to come for that, you need to make sure you stay through Saturday because that's when it really, you know, really gets busy and I want you to see what that's you know a real telling day of what the store is all about so I was like okay so I extended my trip through Saturday and I didn't even know this until I was there on Saturday they had um, AP limited edition pins the owner's name's uh, Anuj Uh, he came there from Singapore to do an in-store appearance with his pins David Oscarson was scheduled there but he had to cancel the night before and then a private collector, Dr. Nesbitt, was there. So, like, all of these things were just in-store events they had planned on that Saturday. Just, I won't say randomly. They clearly planned them. But I had no idea. I knew what was happening Thursday. Then they had all this stuff on Saturday. It's like, if I live there, I'd be in there three days a week whenever there's an event, right? I mean, there's so much neat stuff to see other than the regular stuff that they have, you know, just on the day-to-day basis, which is a lot of stuff. Like... You know, just like Pelicans for Days and Sailors and ST DuPont and I mean, you name it and it's there and all the inks and all the paper. I don't know. It was just really fun. I had a great trip. The uh, The family really took care of me, you know, while I was there. Friday, I was not in store, but we, uh, myself and uh, Michael Dromgul um, and his fiance, you know, did uh, did some Houston touristy things. We went to NASA and took the tour there and we ate some great barbecue and went out to the Astros game that night. So just all in all, it was just like a crazy fun trip and it all evolves around the drum ghouls. Like they have been there for 50 something years. They have a customer base that loves them. They have a great inventory, you know, um, I, I just implore you if you're anywhere near Houston, you need to get by there and, and check it out. So it was uh, pretty amazing. I'm pleased you had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. So, um, you know, I came home with one pen. They they gifted me a Montegrappa, Monte Grappa, <laughs> special limited edition. They they had their own limited edition. Like, they're a big wow. deal. Like, we may not hear about Dromgulls a lot, or we haven't in the past, but in the pen world, they're, like, a big deal. They, like, get all kinds of special edition pens, so there's, like, a... A uh, limited edition number of fifty that they uh, that they gave to me, and I was just like, "Wow, man, that's that's amazing." It's like, I don't know. It's uh, I'm 
I don't know. I, I'm going to be back down there sooner or later just to visit and hang out because that's what you do when you have a shop like this in your town. Like so many people would just hang out there all day pretty much at the shop and trying inks and trying pens and buying stuff and just talking with people who are interested in the same thing. And it was just really cool to see and, and, and be in that environment. It was a fun time. So this isn't it traveling-wise for you. You're back out on the road again next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're turning it right back around. Um, next pin show is is on the on the calendar, the Triangle Pin Show in Raleigh, starting May 31st is a Thursday, I think. So we, we get there Thursday. Show opens on Friday. Uh, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday show. It's at a new hotel. We'll have a link in the show notes if you're in the area. You need to be there. It was a really fun show. Last year was my first Triangle Pin Show. We had a blast. I brought my daughter Elizabeth to work with me. She raved about it so much. I'm bringing my son Tyler as well this year. Huh. So it's going to be me and me and the two kids. Um, we'll be bringing the knock table there. Yeah, they t- Elizabeth did so good last year. Mm-hmm. It's a little rougher when they're together, right? Because then yes. it's, you're just asking for a fight then. But um, <laughs> when uh, when when they're working and when they're in the in the show on the show floor uh they they behave pretty well it'll be the the after hours uh kid management i'll I'll have to worry about uh-huh. but they should be fine they they are really excited about going i'm excited about bringing bringing them i have some surprises for them uh that they don't know are going to happen yet so we'll 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 tease that and we'll wait and see um, what happens during the show weekend but i'm bringing knock so this will be a knock show for me and we have some new New goods finally to bring to shows. Our chimney tops came back in in uh, a new color, the new purple colorway, lilac, iris. Sorry, I always call it uh, lilac. It's iris. So the iris chimney tops are in. We have the Sapelo, which you're familiar with. We did that for our Kickstarter last year, and it was so well-received, we wanted to do one. That was a stock item for us. So we'll have the Sapelo there, which came out awesome, and peacock and violet. So we love uh, love the bright, fun colors so i don't have any events planned because i have the kids so i don't really you know i don't want to tie myself down to the bar for hours or things like that but i'll be pretty much around the hotel the entire show you know we'll we'll hang out we'll do some things we will definitely be at the auction um elizabeth had such a blast at the auction last year and you can go back to listen to last year's recap i won't you know tell the whole tale again but she basically tracked the auction from the first lot to the last lot, what everything sold for. So we're going to do that again. And uh, <laughs> she was up way later than I anticipated. It was well after 11 o'clock that we finished. And I kept asking if she wanted to leave, and she didn't. So uh, we'll be, we'll definitely be at the auction because uh, it, it was fun just to go see and hang out and uh, watch uh, you know, two or three of the vendors uh, fight over products. Uh, it, was, it was always good. It was a good time. So... Yeah, it's uh, the next show on the radar. Then the one after that will be DC. So it'll be uh, like a two month break after uh, after Raleigh, and then uh, we'll get to DC, which we'll we'll talk about later. But we'll be on the road um, a week from tomorrow, heading up to Raleigh. So we will see y'all there. Come say hi. So I saw on Kickstarter a picture of our enamel pins. What's going? Mm-hmm. What's happening with the enamel pins for our Kickstarter backers? <laughs> they exist. So Anna, Anna's been driving that train, getting mm-hmm. all the pins and stuff ordered and ready, and and all the artwork done, and you know through all the ordering process. And she was able to pick them up last week. So we have them. You can you can see them on Instagram or on Kickstarter. We've we've sent out the pictures. They look awesome. I haven't seen them in person yet. Anna has. She says they came out fantastic. They look amazing in the mm-hmm. pictures, right? Yeah, so we're not shipping these early, so don't get your hopes up. As soon as we get the Tallulah pin cases in, right. so for pin, pin and case, mm-hmm. we're going to do it all in one. And even if you just ordered pins, I'm still not shipping them until that case time either. So just uh, you know, slow down a little bit on that. But we're probably two months out from... okay. Yeah, we're sh- we're shooting from August for the cases. Everything's still on track, uh, theoretically. So you always know, you never know how that goes. But I've been staying on top of our scheduling. The Tallulah pin cases should be coming up soon, which means they should hit August, no problem for us to ship, and we'll ship the pins with them. They came out so good. Like, I, I'm I really can't wait to get one. Really, really happy to have our heads on a pen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like that. I've got the biggest head. 
Ah, uh, yeah, you do. You I'm not hundred percent uh, sure what that says about me, but I think it's accurate. Mm. Yeah, my the first thing uh, my wife said when she saw the picture, she said, "Wow, Mike's head's bigger than yours. That can't be right." <laughs> it's a metaphor, really. It's not an yes. actual thing. It's a, it's a metaphorical yes, yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Big head. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. it was good. Did you see the the Elaine Nastase pin on 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 the Instagram? I did. I put it in the show notes. Yeah. And yes, that works perfectly for Jeff. <laughs> People can go see it if they want to see it. Yes. Yes, All we'll right. save that for the show notes. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at Pen Chalet. They sell everything you're looking for in the pen world. Whether you're looking for rollerballs or fountain pens, ballpoints or mechanical pencils, refills or carrying cases, pen holders or pen converters, no matter what you're <laughs> looking for, they've got it all and they've got everything from your favorite brands like Monteverde, Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, Caveco, and many more. They have Retro 51s. They have everything that you're looking for over at Pen Chalet. They actually have, we're talking about some new Retro 51s a little bit later on in the show. I just went to the Penchelle website and they're already there. You can go and buy them for yourself. They have everything that you're looking for at fantastic prices. They're always doing amazing discounts too. You can get free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States and they sell internationally with great reasonable shipping rates as well. Penchelle believe in doing their incredible stuff at low prices with high quality. That's what they believe in. Low prices and high quality pens at the Pen Chalet and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So, go to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password penaddict for this week's special offer and to get the code you need to save 10% on anything at Pen Chalet. This week's special offer, I cannot actually believe that Ron is doing this for our listeners, but there is a special price on the Platinum 3776 Nice or Nice Lavend pens. Do you remember these? We were talking about the Lilas and the and the mm-hmm. Lavend. Lavend is the, like the purple looking one, the right? The purple one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ron still has numbered editions in stock that he is selling at a special price to pen addict listeners. A price so special, I can't tell you it. You have to go and see it for yourself. So go to penchalet.com, hit the link that says podcast slash radio or radio slash podcast at the top of the website, enter the password pen addict, and you can get your hands on one of these. What a price. My word. <laughs> so Ron must also listen to the show because he snuck in the pilot Ageless Future collection ballpoint pens, which oh, I was talking about last that. week. Good work, Ron. So that was a super, super trick there, Ron. And I uh, actually have some follow-up on that conversation from last week's Ask TPA. We talked about that pen, so we'll we'll follow up on that later in the show. But that was a uh that was a little sneaky job there by Ron. Good on you, mate. Yeah, so go over to penchalet.com right now and check out what they've got. Thanks so much to Penchalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, I want to talk about a couple of Kickstarters that I've had questions on, if that's cool by you. Of course. You know I love that. Of course. Yeah, so Prometheus Pens, I should call it. It's uh, it's really uh, Prometheus. It's really uh, Prometheus Lights by Jason Wee, uh, also known as Dark Sucks which is one of my favorite internet tags uh, because any flashlight maker uh, does not like the dark. So mm-hmm. I, I approve of that. So he created, probably like two years ago, he created a pen to go along with his flashlights. It was called the Prometheus uh, Alpha. And it fit like Mont Blanc refills, that type of refill. They were really good, really high-end, really, you know... EDC style metal barrel in Jason's kind of, you know, style. Like he has a very unique style when he he manufactures lights and pens. And it was wonderful. It was a fantastic pen. He sent me a couple. Um, I gave them away uh, to friends, you know, once I reviewed them because I didn't think I was going to use them that much. And they were like too nice to like throw in a drawer. They were really nice pens. Um, I just wasn't using any type of refill that fit in there. Then late last year, it was sometime like in the winter last year. He started getting in touch with me. He's like, "Hey, I'm working on my fountain pen, and can I can I um, run some things by you?" And I said, "Yeah, absolutely." So he we he started telling me about making a fountain pen, but he didn't tell me anything about what it was going to look like necessarily. So he said, "All right, I've got everything done. I want to send you one. Get your feedback." So I get this package from Jason. 
and I open it up and I just like laugh. Like I just giggling. I don't know what this is that I just pulled out of this box. I mean, that was my, initially my first reaction. And I, I've told him all this, like, this isn't nothing that I, I, I haven't, you know, shared with Jason. And I was like, what is happening here? Like, this is not at all what I expected. So what it is, it you've, if you're listening to the show and you're a fountain pen user, you've probably seen like bamboo style fountain pens, right? Like, um, a stem of bamboo with like the ridges in there. You've probably seen fountain pens in that design, at least, you know, pictures of one, you know, like from Nakaya or from, you know, Namiki or whoever's making like some high end Japanese stuff or even, you know, some smaller low end versions of this. And like, I was like, Oh my God, what has Jason done? And then I picked it up and started to write with it and I couldn't put it down. Like it fit my hand so good. Like the technical, details of whatever makes this a good pen to write with jason solved so not only is it it's weird looking right but it's cool looking at the same time it is shockingly comfortable to write with in ways that i can't even explain like i don't know how or why i love this pen but i do like it's the craziest thing and um I, I'm just, <laughs> I really enjoy this pen. Um, it uses the Pelican Edelstein full-length ink cartridges, which we actually talked about a lot when he was making the pen and he was just hell-bent on using that cartridge for this pen. So he kind of like defined it, um, the the dimensions on the interior of the barrel to just fit that cartridge. So that was something that he, you know, planted his flag it's on. It's a very um, um, peculiar hill we had a we had a lot of conversation we had a lot of conversations about that like i was against it right i was like but he had his he had technical reasons with that um refill and like other pen parts he was making right so that's like the the only thing you can't consider is like what refill you're going to use right he has to manufacture this stuff so is it a better way to manufacture for him like you got to consider those things when you know you're you're making stuff so not everything you know can be like a universal fitting to a converter like it's not yeah, gonna yeah, fit yeah. a converter no, it's gonna I be too get narrow that. i get that but this just seems like a out there decision like that that yep. specific cartridge seems like and i mean of mm -hmm. course the ink is good right like of course sure oh, it's but the best. i feel but like I tell you know we, this isn't something that, that comes up very often the pelican edelstein cartridge well like i told him i was like do you want to like as I, I was against it you know because i said you do, do you want to get yourself pinned into one particular cartridge just like you know that notebook that uses the pilot friction pen you know what if they stop making it and, and things like that so um but he wanted to keep the design to be as slim and as lightweight as possible too. So, you know, it's really, really, but is there not know, a converter I, that he could have built? It it's going to be too wide. It's so converters are wider than cartridges right. in most cases. Right. right? Cause they so have that converter in them. Yeah. They have a metal band around them and I haven't tried it, but I don't, I don't know that it does. Um, the, yes, they should fit like in the nib section, but I don't know that they'll screw into the fit barrel. In the so, so there might be some stuff that would fit, right? Potentially. Yeah, it's just not designed to. Um, but it might not. So really, really, you have to, if you don't like Pelican Edelstein for whatever reason, then this is not the pen for you, right? Yeah, yeah, they're fantastic refills, though. So that's the other reason why I chose. I mean, Jason's willing to take a stand, which I appreciate in design, yeah, right? I mean, I mean just look, look at look at the pen, look at the pen it, itself. Yeah, I mean, that's I taking say, a stand. Looking at this pen, I can see why that's comfortable to hold, and I guess you probably mm -hmm. need to hold it to, to mm -hmm. really get it but i mean he has 363 people that are on this ride with him right which is great he's mm -hmm. already met he's like far exceeded his funding goal which is awesome um just from a design perspective i don't think this pen is right for me but i bet if i held it sure. i would feel differently right because i can see how um the kind of the bamboo shape would fit nicely in your hand like i can see mm -hmm. how that would would work mm -hmm. and but when i see something like this and this is not me trying to be like snooty mm -hmm. but when i see a see a project like this i'm like this is a fountain pen that is not made for the typical pen addict because Agreed. they because he is penning it in no pun intended 
to a specific refill. Like, if you are not a huge pen person, but you like the look of this pen and would like a fountain pen, why would you care what refill it takes? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, right? You can buy them. Right. They're available. You can buy it. He gives you a set. You can buy packs from him. They're available everywhere. It's a huge brand. It's unlikely that they'll stop making them for a long, you know, for a long span of time. But it's not so much of a problem for you if you don't already have the 10 inks you want to use. Right. All right. So, like, I see a project like this, and I have to remember to keep my own feelings in check, right? Because I said, well, this, right. I don't think this project is made for me, but that doesn't mean that it's not a good thing because it looks like it is a beautifully made uh, mm-hmm. piece of writing equipment and has a design flair to it that is really going to tick some boxes for people. Um, I like all the different finishes and stuff. It looks really cool. But but yeah, so that's kind of my feelings on this project. I, I find the refill thing to be a, a peculiar decision to make. But mm-hmm. as you said, I can see why he made it. Yeah, and like this is a pen that a lot of people are gonna see and just like instantly like close the tab like you know this is made really for jason's customers you know he's Mm -hmm. been making lights forever and then has started to dabble in in other carry things so yeah it's i'm glad it's doing well and i'll be interested to see so he sent me the aluminum one and uh i've gone ahead and backed it for the titanium one i like it so much so yeah i i'm in so we'll, we'll see what happens here but uh I really love Jason's work, so I wanted to point this out. And I did have a couple of questions. I got a couple of emails uh, because I was quoted in this article or in the Kickstarter campaign, I should say. And I hadn't done a review of the pen itself yet. So Jason asked me, he's like, I don't care, you know, when you or if you do a review, but if you have any quotes I can use, you know, uh, I would love to, you know, put you in you know, in the campaign, anything you want to say. So uh, he sent me those over. So that is really me in there. I got a couple of questions saying, did did you really say those things? Yeah. 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 Because they couldn't link to a review specifically. Right. So, so I understand why people had some questions there, but yeah, those were my words that I provided to Jason because I enjoy this pen and I like Jason's work. So, and I've backed it. So this next one, Mike, this was sent to us by friend of the show, Harry Marks. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I I opened it up. It's called the Minimalist Notebook, which how that separates itself from every other Minimalist Notebook ever. I have no idea, but we're gonna go with that. Mm-hmm. It's called the Minimalist Notebook mm-hmm. by Hashtag architects. Branding, Brad. Yeah, branding. yeah. Okay, by architects for everyone. So this is one where this this is a unique type of notebook. That this is actually the second time around on Kickstarter for the same product where they design a notebook and then they have some type of metal stripping on the exterior of the color for just like design and aesthetics type of thing. I don't, it's no functional, um, you know, type of accoutrement. It's just there to look pretty. And it does. Like, when I saw this, I was like, this is striking. Wouldn't it hold right? the, the, the cover down when you had it open? Sure, but you can get just one without it. I mean, they sell it without the metal stripe. Yeah, yeah, metal yeah. I, know, I, just it, like, so. I mean, okay, it, it's not the biggest thing, but it would at least give that specific thing. Right, right. It might just help with okay. that. Right? Right? Okay. Or no? So, yeah, no. I mean, I get technically, I guess you're I'm not right. saying yes, that that's the reason they've done it. It'll weigh down the front cover. I'm just saying, right. like, would it happen? Because for me, as a as a user of this notebook, I think I would actually like that. Right? Sure. Like, when it closes it down, yeah, because you don't like those curved up covers. I that don't like of... curved up covers. I hate it when they open up on their own. Um, yeah. You know, so, I would like that. And I'm going to say, Brad, I think this is a beautiful notebook. I think that these are stunning. Am I going to buy I one? I think they are too. No. But I love the look of it. And the reason I'm not going to buy one is nothing to do with them. It's all to do with me. Mm. Like, I have too many notebooks. And I have more notebooks that I'm ever going to use. So, like, um, I, I'm kind of restricting myself at this point to just buy notebooks from people like, like, from companies that I already know can give me the quality that I'm looking for. Because I don't know this mm-hmm. company, right? And right. If, this, if this notebook gets, like, universally reviewed... Like praised, right? Maybe because I, I'm telling you, I think these are beautiful. I think they look really great. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so what I found interesting is like the last time they they launched it, they just did the copper strip one. Now they've added brass. Oh, this is not their first time? No, but the last time, it was like two years ago, and it just like barely snuck over like the finish line on Kickstarter, which is weird. Like I never saw it before. And they were only asking, they were asking for much, they were asking for about the same. So whatever uh, Singaporean uh, 10,000 like, is. the same images again as the first time. Yeah, so I thought that was a little That's bit weird. strange, but I don't know. I mean, it looks cool, but yeah, I'm like you, like 100% love what it looks like and 100% not going to back it, just not making a statement on the the brand or the the company is just I don't like, like I, the I just don't need binding, this notebook binding I don't like that yeah see I like that I think that's kind of cool yeah, I, I like think that. they did a really good job and they seem like a good price and it's certainly unique um it is not minimal I don't think when you add, no like the plain I, the plain white one's minimal it's no and it's also it's got a bunch of stuff on the inside it's not minimal by any stretch of the imagination. Because they've mm-hmm. thrown like a bunch of calendar pages in there, a bunch of font pages, like different sizes yeah. of paper, like interesting things, like stuff that could be useful, but it's not mm-hmm. minimal, right? Like, was it yeah. minimal because it's white, right? Like, I don't, you know, but <laughs> that's just the brand archi- that they've got because they're trying to yeah. fit into a ideal, right? I yeah. think it's nice. So, I, anyone it, who gets this, really, I, I would like to know, see I think what it you should think. Just be called like the architect. I think that's a better name personally because yeah. i love the way i love their images where they're using the little architecture um figurines mm-hmm. i think yeah that's super cool. cool but yeah they've gone for that name because they're trying to they're trying to appeal to that crowd but yeah, it's yeah. A, this is a cool uh evan in the chat room made a really good point i can see this on sale like anthropology yes 100 exactly right? like these would be exactly. stacked up in like an urban outfit or something like that right and, and people would buy them you yeah. know what would make me buy one of these a four. If oh, I could buy yeah. a giant, if I could buy a giant size one, like yeah. they have A six, they have two sizes of A six and two sizes of A five, which makes no sense to me. But anyway, they're all different. If they had A four, I might consider buying. Well, one maybe of these. like I just sketchbook. I, I have size. Yeah, maybe I have a A five notebooks coming out my ears. Yeah. So I'll be interested if anyone if anyone uh, latches onto this campaign, I'd be interested to see how these notebooks are, and maybe it's something you know I can just pick up after after the campaign's over. So, speaking of notebooks, Mike, did you know that the Kakuyo Sakuro Yacho is the OG Field Notes? I didn't know. Well, I do now, have, but I didn't. Have you ever seen these? Have you ever seen these before? No. Well, I wouldn't know because they don't really stand out. They're so plain, right? Yeah. So this is an old school. I've seen this notebook several times. I've actually have one. I've had one sent to me years ago saying, hey, this is what we've used in Japan for years as just a pocket notebook. It's got a hard cover. It's very thin. We use it when we're out and about. Um, you can use it standing up because it's got the cover to, um, you know, have a good backing when you're writing um, without a desk. And it's very thin, so it can fit in any pocket, you know, pants pocket, shirt pocket. It can fit in a purse, a bag, a backpack. It's just super functional. It's got really great paper, and it's rather inexpensive for what it is. And I just thought I'd point this out. So we did the um, the MyBun collaboration. You know, I was just thinking about this the other day. I was like, what happened to Mm -hmm. that? Because that hasn't the, the posts are not incredibly frequent, right? Um, but I one was happy month. to see this. One a month. Okay, that must be why it yeah. slipped out of my brain. I was like, I feel like I haven't seen a mobile and I had to call in the pen addict in a bit. Um, I love this. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so happy that you're that you you're all doing this together because yeah. it really brings stuff like this to the fore, which is things that we wouldn't see otherwise, right? Because as I said, right. me and you don't know to look for them. Right. So I people have been asking me where to buy these and the only, where, only place I've found them, at least in the US market, is from Nanami Paper. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yep. So you get a three three pack for ten fifty. That's and nothing. They're only like yeah. forty page books or something like that. How much does it say the page number? Yeah, forty sheets. So yeah, it's a really tiny thin book, but it's the same price as, you know, a regular field notes or a regular Notco, you know, three pack of pocket notebooks. So it's really, really neat. And um this is what you know, was used for not just notes, but this was like the engineering and surveying notebook, you know, back in the day when that was a, the common task, when all the, your inputs weren't going right into some digital device. This was 
this was the device that captured all these things. And it's good to see this continue the tradition of this very, very interesting book. And I think if I, if I remember talking to Bruce at one point, I think you can customize the customize these, like if you order enough. So that might be something I have to do uh, one of these days from the, mm-hmm. uh, for the pen, for the pen addict shop. I don't know how much it would cost or, you know, if I have to order 10,000 of them or something stupid like that, but I think you can get custom stamping because it's just a green cover. You know, it looks like a military notebook with a gold foil stamp on the cover that just says sketchbook, but they have different paper formats on the, on the inside. So um, very, very cool product. So I wanted to make sure to point that out. Even if you've already read it on the blog, I just wanted to, uh, make sure you, if you hadn't seen this article, go and check it out because it's a part of the stationary history, at least in Japan. <laughs> There's so much shade on this Nanami website. It's almost dripping <laughs> off the page. They're throwing so much. Do you want to hear this line? Why set off one of those marketing-driven, staple-bound, faux-cool pocket notebooks when you can have the real thing with 60% more paper for your dollar to boot? The shade. The shade, Recognize. Wow. Get them, Nanami. Fight. Street fight in the... the (laughs) That's wild, man. They're really really I didn't read that. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to check their math. I'm not. I'm not sure that math is correct. Sixty <laughs> percent is that is very bold. It's less. Uh, we'll see. Maybe that's. Maybe it really is the the right thing. But uh, yeah, stationary shade, man. It's on. Wow. Who needs those marketing driven, staple bound, faux cool pocket notebooks? I do, Brad. Mike, I do too. <laughs> They're pretty sweet. They're pretty sweet, Nanami. Settle down. You want to cool your boots over there? Wow! <laughs> cool your boots, Nanami. <laughs> Check yourself. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. All right. That's brilliant. We need to. We need to chill out. Oh, we need to bring this one I love down. Them. Okay. Okay. A minute. All right. We need okay, to calm okay. down because right. now I want to talk to you. <sighs> About the new show coming to Adult Swim called Joe Parrot Talks With You. They are supporting this week's episode. It is a quiet show. It's just what we need right now. It's about Joe and his friends and the things in his life. Joe likes to talk about stuff like breakfast foods and rocks and weddings and being woken up by thunder and grilled chicken and pumpkins and full drives and stuff like that. Mm. Before this ad is over, I want to read you a personal request that came to me from Joe. And Joe says, please watch. Joe Parrot Talks With You. Sundays at midnight on Adult Swim. Our thanks to Adult Swim for the support of this show. There we go. There Man. we go. We've reset now. Joe oh. Para. Joe, he helped us out. I needed that after that stationary fight we just, yeah, I know. We just were a, a, a part of. You um, to chill out. Joe, Joe Para is going to take it down a notch. He's going to help us out. Uh, I finally received my Retro 51 system from, from the man Mike Dudak. <laughs> Now entering the retro fifty one portion of the show. Yeah, we got a we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was obvious, I think, to everyone, but this is by far the best looking retro fifty one that I own. I think it's the best that's ever been made. They did do, and we didn't talk about this, but I've been meaning to bring it up for ages. They did um, a kind of March Madness thing. Did you see this? I did. I did, and I. By the time it got like halfway through the bracket, I realized we were late and, and yeah. didn't uh, cover it. Yep. So they did a, a whole like bracket thing, a March Madness thing, and it was the it was the flying tiger that won. Right? Mm-hmm. That didn't, yeah. One of the space ones uh got close to the end there. Um I, I forget which one. Yeah, I'd have to go back and pull it up, but yeah. A couple of the ones you you would think would would make it to the final four made it. A couple of them had a good run that you didn't wouldn't think would make it. So, so that that was, that was actually cool. really fun to watch go go by. Like I actually kind of enjoyed that, right? Because it it was fun to see that happening. But this uh, mm-hmm. pen wasn't included because it wasn't out yet. Because uh, I think they were including some some uh, special editions and stuff. Yeah, they had uh, the Joey Feldman one. I know from Van S was in yep. there. And so it was. And fun I think one of the cherry blossoms, I think from Farney's, was in there. If I'm uh, okay, remembering. So yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. So it was the um, one of the space. It was the the first space shuttle one got mm-hmm. in there as well against the flying tiger, and then the flying tiger took took the win. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the system is 
in my in apparently your opinion the best retro 51 i've no i'm wrong used. brad brad i'm wrong it what? was the liftoff what? What? it was the liftoff that won it was the, I'm sorry sense. everyone i'm sorry for for that because now everybody's sitting there and being like oh he doesn't know what he's talking about and blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> took us a few minutes to get there but it was the liftoff which i actually am really pleased with because that is just a wonderful pen i actually prefer the yeah. mission to mars now but that again that that wasn't available at this time mm. um See, but, I like liftoff over Mission to Mars. Yeah. Uh, do you, okay, I can see that. I, I mean, I, I think it's just a personal taste thing. I like because it has an yeah. orange in it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I that that was a fun thing to watch fly by, and now especially now that I know uh, who the real winner was, which is the liftoff. But they, uh, I want to talk about it, this actually pairs quite nicely because you go from the liftoff to the system because it's the solar system mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. you can. They're available for purchasing again over on uh, Clicky Post. I'll put a link in the website. Pre, it's a pre-order shipping kind of mid-June, so only in a few weeks. And this is from numbers 301 to 1,000. I think I spoke to Mike a couple of days ago, and I think he was getting close to selling out of this round again. So if oh, wow. you do want one of these, I recommend you go and do that before it's too late, because straight up, this is an inc- just an incredible, just an incredible design executed so wonderfully um, I love this pen. Yeah, it's, I mean, nailed it. I, I don't know what else to say. You know, I make retro 51s. I, I've said this a hundred times. It's mm-hmm. better than anything I've ever designed. It's better than any of their other designs. Um, these, these next ones uh, that they have just released though, um, they're going to, they're just going to, they're going to put up some fights here with some of these new ones. What do, what do we have from the new retro 51 design? So they were just at the national stationary show. Mm-hmm. So this is the time of year where they launch all their new, a bunch of their new products for the year. So what do we have? So they have a new catalog, uh, which I'll put in the show notes. It's a PDF document, just so you know, before you hit it in case you're on data or whatever. Um, but it's not, it's not a huge file. Uh, yeah, it's not a big file. They have a bunch. I love, but I just wanted to say, like, the overall design of the catalog is one of my favorite overall designs of their catalogs. The front page mm-hmm. is so cool. Mm-hmm. It's like Saved by the Bell style. I love it. <laughs> um, and they have they have a, a whole so they have a, a couple of new ranges that are beginning. Um, the first is a partnership with the Smithsonian, and I th- I think that these are going to come out like the. Um, what are they called the Metalsmith series? Yes, right where they correct. were releasing one every now and then. Uh, the first mm-hmm. one with the Smithsonian is of the National Museum of African American History and Culture, and the design of the pen looks like the outside of the museum. It has this cool like design. I can't think of how you would describe it, um, but it looks incredible. Like it's all uh, brass nickel and it looks really, really good. I love the look of this one. I, just, I might I might pick this one yeah. up. So yeah, I own zero metalsmith pens. Those have never been my style or okay. thing. This one is amazing. Yeah, it's so like a lattice one, is the I, word I was yeah, looking for. I think I'm, I think I'm going to have, this will be my first metalsmith uh, model from Retro 51. I just don't like the weight of them. You know, it's a heavy pen already, mm-hmm. and uh, those make it even heavier, but I think this one's going to be too nice to pass up. It looks beautiful. So they also have a line called Rescue, which the the money from some of these pens goes to help charities. Um, actually, I think all of the money, the proceeds from the, the Rescue line go to help charities, and they just added one called The Buzz, which is a bee and honeycomb design, uh, to help the NW Honeybee Habitat restoration. I don't know mm-hmm. what that is, but it's obviously some something to help honeybees well, somewhere. A, yeah, it's a big it's a big issue globally with uh, oh, I the know, bee yeah. population dwindling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I don't I don't know the exact habitat, but it's a great it's a great um, you know, mm-hmm. resource to uh to support and and continuing this. And this pen is like I'm, am I going to have to start budgeting out Retro 51s? Because we're not even done with this list yet. And I'm like, okay, two for two right there, right? I feel like you're setting me up here. Uh, the Dimitri uh, mm-hmm. is a, a new in their mechanical pencil line. Um, I picked one of those up for the first time. And I really like the, the Tornado mechanical pencil because it's still a twist mechanism. That I, and I really enjoy it. I like the way the erasers pop out of the top. I have one that's styled mm-hmm. to look like a like a HP pencil. 
Um, and mm-hmm. the Dimitri is a periodic table design, which is very colorful, and I like it a lot. I think this one looks really, really cool. I want to see one of these in person. I think I think the Dimitri is actually my personal favorite design of all yep. of these new ones. Yep, I think that's going to be another first. I don't own any of the Tornado Mechanical Pencils, and look what they went and did. Like this is a beautiful. This is my kind of writing instrument, right? It's bright mm-hmm. and bold and fun. So yeah, I okay. mean that's what Retro Fifty One does want, best. You want bold? All right, let me give you bold. Uh, so Retro yes. Fifty One have had a history of partnering with some brands. They've done pens for Disney. They've done pens for Harley Davidson. Their new one is three tornadoes that are officially licensed Kiss products. The the <laughs> the band Kiss. I sometimes you see things and you're like, how did this, how did this happen? <laughs> and, and this is one of those <laughs> things where I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure how and why, but I they do look cool. But I'm not really interested in Kiss specifically, so these I don't think are for me. I like the heavy metal one where it's just all metal and there's stuff that's etched out of it. That's the coolest one, I think. Um, yeah, they're tubes that say "Write out loud, write out loud" on them, uh, and there you go. If you're a Kiss fan, there's a there's now there's a pen for you, I guess. Yeah, I mean they're amazing, right? I mean their yeah. designs are amazing. They're gonna, you know, wherever whoever picks these up, you know, whatever stores and retail establishments, they will sell through all of these. I mean, yep. they're zero percent for me, but I just look at them and go, man, those are cool. If I was into Kiss, I'd probably own all three. You know, but because uh, their the, their designs are so nice, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's like, well, that was an outlier, <laughs> but it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's know, kind of again, rad at the same time. This is not, um, you know, I'm I'm not. It's not a bad thing or anything, but it's it's just super no. funny to me. Where it's like, here is our Smithsonian Museum pen. Here is our bee conservation pen. Mm-hmm. Here is our periodic table pen. <laughs> Here are our three kiss pens. Like it's just it's such this funny mix of stuff. <laughs> Um, I love Retro Fifty One. What a, what a weird and wonderful company they are. They are they are awesome. So that is super cool. All right, thus ends the Retro Fifty One portion of the Panatic Podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I don't know. We have some ass TPA. So maybe I can some bring enough at any point. Here, I know right. We'll probably recommend them like ten times throughout the rest of the show. Actually. So, but let's follow up real quick on the metal barrel ballpoint pens question from. Uh, last episode and we were trying to find like some Japanese metal barrel ballpoint pens and you know we've learned a lot that they just don't exist I missed a super obvious one which is the Zebra F701 that's Mm -hmm. popular even over here in the states it's the full metal barrel F701 with the knurled grip Um, decent writer not a great writer but super popular pen because it's only like six or seven dollars so and then I got tagged in an Instagram post. It looks like it's happening, Mike. The Jetstream Parker style refill that we were looking for, um, you know, to come over to the state sometimes. It looks like they're going to start making uh, the pin barrels for them soon. I got an image of a Jetstream Prime mm. that is Good using name. the new Jetstream refill parker sized refill and this looks like an all metal barrel pen so thank you introverts for sending that to me from japan um i i'm excited about this so i will i will be all over those um okay i lied about retro 51 real quick because it's right here in this next question from cody i like to think of myself as a pen addict but my interests interests are pretty limited i use a black pilot metropolitan at home and a red retro pop out in the world with some lower end pilot stuff mixed in. I love my small fleet and use it eight hour days, eight hours a day. Am I still a pen addict if I only own a handful of pens? You're a pen addict if you care even one iota about what you write with. Mm-hmm. And clearly you do, Cody. So you're a pen addict. You listen to a podcast about pens. Um, I don't care if you own one, you know, 50 cent pen that's your favorite pen that you actually care about what you write with makes you a pen addict in my book. Heck so yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't matter, you know, how many, how much, how few, how little. It none of that matters. All that matters in my book is do you care about what you write with? And uh that's that's what uh, that's what it's all about. So nothing else matters to me. 
All right, this one is for Mike, and this one's from Corinne. She says, hi, I have a Hero Century gold fountain pen that has gold filigree design over black resin and a 14K nib. I'd like to find a gold ink to match that would still be a good color to write with on a daily basis. Any suggestions? So uh, Mike went through this challenge uh, at the Atlanta Pen Show, right? Yeah, well, I have one ink in mind because I've been sent a sample of it when I got my Bung Box mm-hmm. fifth anniversary. Um, mm-hmm. The Bung Box Ibisu Gold is what I went with. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely believe that this is a, you could write with this pen on an, it's ink on an almost daily basis because it is a dark color, right? Like when it dries, it still looks gold, but you it's kind of close to brown too, like a dark brown, like somewhere mm-hmm. between a dark brown and a gold. So it still looks gold, but it's still readable when it dries. It goes on a little light, mm-hmm. but when it dries, it's more than readable, right? Like I, I genuinely believe uh, this is a daily writable uh, ink. Gotcha. I, I use it all the time. I love it. Yep, it's uh, inked up in your in your sailors. You, mm-hmm. you can go matchy uh, matchy. It's with the only it. ink that's ever going to be in that Bang Box fifth anniversary. <laughs> and you know the only shaving gel and blade <laughs> that will go on this neck, Mike. Do you know what it is? Is it Harry's? It is Harry's. It's the only way to travel, Mike. Harry's is all about a great shave at a fair price, and they are bringing you this episode of The Pen Addict. They're helping support the show. Because they do this great shave at a fair price, this is why over 3 million people have made the switch to Harry's, and you should join them. Their founders, Jeff and Andy, decided to create the company because they were fed up of overpriced razors and they wanted to fix it. They knew that a great shave comes down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel that will last, and they cut out all the unnecessary costs, allowing them to deliver you one perfect razor at an amazing price. You pay just $2 per blade, half price that you're going to pay from the high quality for high quality from other companies you're going to pay just two dollars per blade which is half of what you'd have been used to be paying before harry's bought their own factory that's been making some of the highest quality blades in the world for over 95 years they know they're good this is why they know and they're going to give you a 100 percent quality guarantee if you don't love your shave of harry's just let them know within 30 days and you'll get a full refund is this why brad this stuff will always be a part of of your kit always be a part and the kit specifically is what i took with me to houston this weekend the their dop kit is awesome mm-hmm. it's been a great travel companion for the past couple of years since i've had it um it's no worse from wear it's wearing well it holds everything i need it to hold all the hairy stuff um every other thing that i need to uh you know look good and smell good on the road so uh yeah thank you jeff and andy for making such awesome products all right, now you want to go and check this out for yourself, right? You've heard us talk about it. They, you, you need to go and look at this stuff. Harry stands behind the quality of their blades, and they know that switching races isn't an easy decision, so they created a trial offer for you. You can get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you're going to need for a close, comfortable shave. You'll get a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision-engineered blades of a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover as well. Just take yourself right now to harrys.com slash penaddict. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash penaddict, and you can redeem your special offer, and it's also let them know that we sent you. Our thanks to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, we got some good ass TPA to wrap this show up on. The first one is something that I just realized about, I don't know, the past six months or so. So Gil's Desk wants to know, screw cap fountain pens, how tight is too tight? Very tight is too tight. This is actually a thing, especially on non-metal pens right so anything you're screwing that's acrylic on acrylic or celluloid on celluloid you can get too tight to where you will eventually bulge or risk cracking the cap or or things like or something like that like i you can get too tight in non-metal fountain pens so you know, just loosely tighten them, you know, right to where you feel it kind of uh, stop and then don't over tighten them because you can do some damage, especially over time. So M.A. Wolf says, my Cron Dash 849 broke 
where the section screws into the body, likely from my grip, which is very high, putting pressure on the threads or from over-tightening. See? See what I mean, Gill's desk? Or both. Where can I get a replacement section for this fountain pen? So, Cronda Ash, as far as I know, does not sell replacement parts. So, you're going to have to go back to where you bought it from or to Cronda Ash directly. Um, I'm sure they can get you a new section, but it's probably going to take a little bit of jumping through hoops to get that part replaced just because they're, they don't offer parts like, say, like a, a Lamy does or someone where they have like nibs and different parts. Even though a section, I guess not many companies are going to have a section laying around at, at various retailers or things like that. So you're going to have to get in touch with where you bought it from or Carondash directly, and hopefully they will replace that for you. So the Evander, Mike, this might be Evander Holyfield, actually, when I read this. So the Evander says, I have abnormally large hands. Like, forget going shopping for gloves. I'm not going to find any that fit. What are some bigger, wider fountain pens that don't cost hundreds of dollars? So... Some of the metal barrel fountain pens um, fall into that category. So the Namisu Nova or the Enso Piuma. I think the Piuma might be the better one of the two. It's a very large diameter pen. Um, as far as like non-metal pens, I'm having trouble thinking of any standard pens that are really, really wide barreled um montegrappa makes a what's the what's the tree trunk one they just did <laughs> they just did i'll i'll find that uh and email you of ander or or uh the sequoia the sequoia so that makes sense so uh the montegrappa sequoia i think or is that monteverde sequoia it's very very large pen so check that one out um otherwise i'm not coming up with too too much for those so Tim Stevens has a problem that I have, and I have no solution, Mike. How do you identify your various nibs that are piled up in your drawer with no label? Asking for a friend. It's lucky that dip, friend is man. me. Lucky dip. You just go for it. If you, if you didn't label them, that's on you. That's on you. Wait. You know? Lucky lucky dip? Is mm-hmm. that what we're going with? Yeah. Okay. Lucky dip. All right, Tim. Lucky dip. <laughs> You don't know that phrase? Is this one of these Britishisms? Uh, this is that's a Britishism that I am unaware of. Alright, so, so like a lucky dip is you've got like a pile of stuff, maybe like a pile of mm-hmm. wrapped things, right? So imagine mm-hmm. like a bunch of prizes locked up in some little boxes and they're mm-hmm. all kind mm-hmm. of like in a barrel and you just reach in and grab one. It's lucky yeah. and that you just dip in and grab one. Lucky dip. Yeah, lo- logically it makes sense, but lucky dip where I live involves like a can of Copenhagen or skull, so it's not really like the same same type of thing, but Tim, I don't have a great answer for you because I have this problem too. I know I've got some of my Franklin Christoph Masuyama nibs mixed in with some things that I don't, uh, I, I, I'm going to have a hard time telling apart and I'm regretting that now because, um, those are, are tough to come by. The one solution I've used not regularly is to use the ink vials that you get the samples in those little four millimeter vials and you can drop the nib in there and label it on the outside. So that's probably the best way to do it, but I haven't found a great solution other than that. And I definitely have a mess of nibs that I, uh, I know I have some really nice stuff laying in. This is one of those questions that I love. We get questions like this for this show. We get questions like this for upgrade too, where like Mm -hmm. someone has a problem that they don't mm-hmm. want to have to fix themselves and they are just mm-hmm. hoping that we have some kind of like magical way to help them. <laughs> but unfortunately, Tim, you already knew the answer to this question and it was half yeah. of a day of sitting with a magnifying glass and a bunch of little <laughs> yep. pots. That, that's that's yep. what is ahead of you, my friend. That is what, ahead of, what is ahead of you. So lucky dip those things. Lucky uh, dip. And... And then uh, when you lucky dip and pull one, you know, investigate it, write it down and save it in a little little vial and you won't have to lucky dip anymore lucky on dip. your nibs. All right. Capital Y1 says, I think you guys have ruined me ever since I began using Nanami Crossfield and Hobonichi Cousin. All non-Tomoe River paper feels awful. What is one to do? Just, just got to own it, York. You can get every size of paper pad notebook planner into moe river paper now we're spoiled in that aspect 
that no matter what you want, what format you want to write in, you can get something with Tomoe River. So, I mean, it's not going to be in your office uh, photocopier, but I think anywhere else you should you should be able to cover yourself even from little small pocket notebooks to giant A4 and larger sizes. So, yeah. So, just own it. Own the Tomoe. Get it everywhere. All right, Mike. We have one of our favorite types of Ask TPA questions, okay. the big hypotheticals. So this is a two-parter, but similar. And uh, I'll read through the entire thing uh, for both of us. So we each have a part in this. So this is from Dave. He says, for Brad, let's try a hypothetical. Suppose you're elected the next president of the United States. As your first act as president in a small room of the Capitol, just off the stage where you just took your oath of office, you sign about 700 executive orders repealing just about everything your predecessor has done. So far, this is factually correct. As you're the new American president, you want this act to celebrate the best of all things American. Upon which American paper have you had your staff print these executive orders and which American pen and ink do you use to sign them? So that's my part of this question. Mike's, as you can imagine, is similar yet different. So let's go there. For Mike... Let's say that you have led your massive following to rise up and overthrow the queen. You've mm-hmm. slaughtered her and her family. This took mm-hmm. quite a turn, Mike. I don't like this. Release, releasing her dragons back to the wild and taking her realm by force. You're quite a jerk. I'm way nicer. Or however you become the great leader of Britain. He does, There is an out there. You know, he thinks that's like Dave's, you know, assuming that's how you would take control. But, you know, he there is an out How or however you become the leader of Great Britain. After your scribes have used up all of the royal family's blood, <laughs> drafting odes to your greatness, you need a new ink. You must similarly choose the best of British ink, paper, and pen to record your royal decrees. What do you use? I need, I want to start by taking umbrage <laughs> with this, the way that everything is done in this question. <laughs> that, so there are like just many things that are wrong, because if I wanted to take power in this country, becoming the monarch would not be the way I would do it. I would just... Be- be the prime minister uh but i don't understand why you just get to be elected but i have mm. to slaughter somebody that's what <laughs> i don't understand that why that's fair happened. to me no it's not it's fair. reasonable no i don't think it is um <laughs> but there, but there we are plus i also don't really have any good answers for this question anyway this is a very difficult question so with me the pen part is easy I, at least in the the thought that i gave it and i could be forgetting something, but I'm going to go with Parker. Um, you know, Parker has a huge traditional relationship with his company. It may not be owned by, I don't even know who owns Parker now, but it originated as an American company and was, you know, a huge, huge part in the, the forming of the, the writing industry in this country. So I would probably get, you know, 700, Parker dual folds the classic Parker fountain pen to sign all of my 700 executive orders because every signature you have to give away the pen. So I would do that. I would probably get French paper company to print up anything that I needed, um, which exact paper brand I would use. I don't know, but um, French has been around for a while. They're well-known, well-known printer and the ink's kind of the kicker. Like, you know, there's old, you know, American inks like Carter's and then the basic stuff like the Parker stuff. Is there any modern American ink I would use? Um, you know, the Birmingham, um, I don't know what they, they call the Birmingham ink company. Are they making their own inks? It's Papier Plume, Papier Plumes, I guess, making their own inks. Um, so yeah, I would have to figure out which company I would want to use. Um, it wouldn't be Noodlers. I know that's the easy, the easy one. But uh, although they're one of their permanent inks, actually might be pretty good. So maybe the, like the Noodlers bulletproof stuff that might be pretty good for executive orders. So I don't know. That's a it's a really hard question. Just come with like the 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 pure American traditional type of setup. Um, there's just not a lot of wonderful options. Do you have anything, Mike? For for the America, after you kill everybody. Oh no, yeah, of for, course. After you uh, kill no, everybody. Uh I just I don't really have anything for paper or ink. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but I guess if I was gonna choose 
something for a pen, I would maybe go with like something more modern because that's what I'm all about. And I would maybe mm-hmm. go for like the, the Namisu Ixion, which is a pen that I mm-hmm. really, really mm-hmm. like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I know that's maybe a little bit controversial, but I love it. Um, sure. And I've been enjoying using it a lot recently and it's a, a British made brand. So yeah, that works yeah. for me. Yeah, a Johto might be another good one. That's a more modern brand. I was, I was looking more classic brands. Um, I was thinking of mm-hmm. a Johto, but um, I prefer the fountain pen. Mm-hmm. Like I could do if I make. was going modern, you know, I'd probably go like Franklin Clerks, Christoph or Edison, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, paper wise, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what paper to to use. Is is W H Smith uh, a, a classic British company? And then well, but ink, they're a, uh, they're a stationer. They don't make good stuff. Well, I didn't make, I didn't pick like an original paper maker. Like French is a printer, essentially. I just let yeah, them pick but, no, the but like stuff, they so. only sell stuff, and the stuff that they make yeah. themselves is all white label, and it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> yep. But that was uh that was an interesting question that I don't know if we did like a super great job on. We'll have to put some more. Th- well, I'm sure we'll get a lot of follow up on, on this particular question, especially how evil you are. But to wrap this up, uh, the question on everybody's mind. This past week, Mike, unfortunately, um, this is one of those those internet things, those darn people on the internet and their things. We need to know, the people need to know, Robo Jim wants to know especially, Yanni or Laurel? If you want to find our show notes for this week's episode, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 309. I want to thank Harry's Pen Chalet and Joe Para Talks With You for the support of this show. Can you tell what I'm doing right now, Brad? I'm refusing to engage the show in this meme. Uh, you can find Brad's work over <laughs> at penaddict.com and he sells amazing products at knock.co. He's on Instagram. He's penaddict. He's dowdy as I'm on Twitter and I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E. We'll be back next time. Uh, if you want to submit a question for the show, just send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA or you can uh, send something in the Penaddict Slack as well if you're a member of the Slack group and we will be compiling them for future episodes. Please keep them away from memes that date the show horrifically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.